Hi, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes three and four of Gyeongsung Creature. It's getting <laughs> spicy. It's, it's so killed spicy. me. <laughs> it's killed me. So the thing is, is that we've got to keep this tight because I have an immediate an appointment after we end the episode where I have to be watching the next episode <laughs> as soon as possible because the cliffhanger is insane. It's Can we start with the cliffhanger? Yeah, is that? We have okay. to. What the fuck is what I have for that? <laughs> It's so funny because Raquel texted me like, what the fuck? <laughs> episode four cliffhanger, man. And I, watching episode four, thought I knew because Juntake was making some moves. Mm -hmm. He was doing some wily things. And I was like, it's this guy. This is what she's talking about. He's like going last samurai on these guards he even left a note. He gets caught. He left the door open. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Dude, come on. Amateur. <laughs> if you're going to, like, make these big declarations and you're going to, like, turn this into your thing. It, the thing is, is he's not wrong. He's not wrong to, like... We can circle back on this. I know, we're talking about the cliffhanger, and I'm like, wait, but we should also talk about. <laughs> no, we <this."> can't. <laughs> it's fine. You keep going because we might not circle back. Yeah. So the thing is, is that it's like he's not wrong, right? Like, I'm glad he's an independence fighter. I'm glad he's part of the resistance. I'm glad that he has all of these feelings, and he's so invested, and he was ready to go into this hospital to save his men. But the thing is is all of a sudden it doesn't feel like you're trying to save anyone, you're just causing problems, and you're not reading the fucking vibes of the situation, which are not to make a declaration, it's to save people's lives. We're not here to make a statement, we don't need to leave a note, we don't need to do insane murders. Like, are we you We don't need to leave kidding? a sign on the roof that's like, Joseon was here, this is for us. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you think this is the time or the place, my yeah. guy? What are you here for? Are you here to save lives or are you here to cause problems? He's here. Oh. So I thought, I thought that's what you were texting me about. Because then <laughs> in the final moments, he just disappears. And it's like, that's, I guess, what was agreed upon. But goddamn, it sucks to watch. Yeah, I wasn't mad. Do you want to know why? <laughs> why? <laughs> we had you. <laughs> no. I was like, no. They did agree, though. They did agree. Look at him. He, they we did, know he's going to die. Is in such a bad place. Like, yeah. He did not help at all. Sees he that did man bounce. actively dying. And he's like, ooh, I don't know. But also, the freedom fighter father, or not the freedom fighter, the sleuth father, was yeah, also yeah. like, my child, are you all right? And I was like, there's an active fight going on behind you. Um, yeah. Please what? stop tending in the middle of the battle. Everything was weird. Everything was bad. And then it just moves on to like the creature finding Zhang Taesong. So like, I thought I knew. I thought I knew what you were mad about for 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and I had no idea it was going to get worse. So much worse. It's so the thing, like, we can all agree, everyone who's here together right now, we can all agree 
there's no realistic way that I mean okay so there's not like any kind of realism to this situation because there's no no such thing as the Gangsung creature we'll push that aside there is no after everything we've seen we we're in that world right now after everything we've seen with all of the evidence we as viewers have that that thing leaves almost no survivors there's been a couple people who got away but they didn't get away unscathed and no. I, I think we can probably all agree that there's no realistic way that Taejun leaves this situation, right? Like, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, right? Yeah, Jung like, is dead, and that sucks. It's only episode five, guys. Yes. Yeah. And he's that, in season two, so what's happening? Yeah, he's got... It's like he simultaneously has main character armor, but, like, the Beast has, like... <laughs> main villain invincibility and murder <laughs> so <laughs> like she just figured out how to use elevators you're gonna convince me now that he's gonna talk his way out of this i don't right like oh, he what? has he can fight but he can't like it's not like he's the world's most exceptional fighter right like he got cut up by a bunch of dumbasses with swords in a back alley <laughs> <laughs> like, you call him up for that right now, Raquel? He's been he's, stabbed. He has been stabbed. And he, and even more so, right? He's injured. Like, he's probably not going to run away from this thing. Yeah. I don't... Like, I love a damsel in distress. I hope that Cheok steps in and that she can do some damage. But I, it feels like a very classic, there's a distraction, he slips away, she slips away, and you're just kind of like, suspension of disbelief. You guys nailed it. Good job. You are the only ones to ever get away from the creature. I don't... <laughs> I know how I feel about it because I always want the good guys to win. But also, it's not great. Yeah. I I wish at this... So, I thought for a while, up until the scene where um, Taesung... I think I called him Taejun, which is not right. Taesung. Yeah, it's more of his real name. We're mixing yeah. it all up. Mixing it all up together. Taesung... Up until the point he was face-to-face with the creature, I had this thought that maybe they would start hinting at an actual weakness, like something that could... Because the only thing we've seen is there's a certain gas that can put it to sleep. Yeah. But when they had it put to sleep, they had to pump like that same gas constantly. Yeah. Just to get it to like stay asleep like it's very it takes a long time to put it to sleep and if it doesn't if the gas isn't still going then it doesn't stay asleep like it 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 wakes up and murders everyone so i thought they might take it in the direction almost like a sort of spoilers but not really spoilers like a world war z where like the whole premise of world war z it's like it's a dude who works for the UN who's trying to look into a cure by looking into the origin of the the virus or whatever. That It's a zombie film. I, I think most of us have heard of it, if not seen it. Um, and I thought they would take it in a direction of, like, throughout that movie, there's, like, little hints at, like, how it works, right? Like, scientifically how it works. And I was kind of hoping for something like that before the main characters ran into the creature that could help us explain like a moment they're able to maybe get away maybe not unscathed but like like something happens that we're like oh yeah because remember like she 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 being the creature like is susceptible to 
XYZ. And it's really cool that they just tied it back and it like saved their lives or whatever. But it's too early. I didn't expect them to run face to face into her. I I thought maybe they would like see her earlier. Or, like, because throw- even Sachimoto hid his designs, hid his paintings of her. Yeah. They had yeah. no idea she was down there. Also, what the fuck, Sachimoto? <laughs> like, I, I really know. like his character, but also I'm like, he is withholding a lot of information from these people that he knows <laughs> are going into a terrible situation. It's hard because there were kids in the room, so I got why he hid the pictures. The mom thing is also hard where, I don't know, I wish, maybe this makes me worse. I wish he would have said, your mom's dead. I saw her die. Forget about her. Don't keep looking because she's definitely dead. Like, yeah, I get the coward's way out and being like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you that she is a monster now. But also... Don't give her this, like, keep looking, but elsewhere. Look somewhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Because it's like, if she's good at her job, it will always lead her back to one place that is, like, very bad. So probably just tell her her mom's- if you don't want to tell her the truth, tell her her mom's dead. Okay. Second best. You've got two choices. Um, But yeah, I think we said the same thing last time about Myungja. Which, fortunately, more than only her survived the anthrax attack. So that was nice. It was just sheer luck. But yeah, it would be nice to give these characters more information that they could work with to develop the show a little better and give them the ability to fight back when bad things do start happening. Because bad things are happening all the dang time around here. Yeah. It's really stressing me out a little bit. And they've been kept completely in the dark up until this totally moment. Totally in the dark. And I get it because I do think they've done a great job at being like, even the scientists don't know what they're doing. Like the scientist and the general are the only two people who are even remotely interested in the creature as a, what is it? What can we do with it? And one of them thinks he's Pavlov. Complete yeah, idiot. Oh like, I wrote him off 100%. He's so stupid. That's <laughs> the stupidest thing. I, I was like, there's no way this dude is a scientist. Because the, the thing is, is that that doesn't do anything as far as training the cre- It's not going to listen to you. It's, if anything, you're just training it to attack when it hears the bell. But th- that doesn't but give you no control. there's no effect. No. Yeah. There's... There's no, like, and this is how we control it. It's like, no, that's just, you ring the bell and it knows that there's a place it should go find the person holding the fucking bell, because wherever <laughs> the bell is, sound is coming from, there's something to murder. Like, yeah, but there's no stay command. There is no don't eat this person command. It's like, I get it, maybe you're at step one, but I feel like you're the one that keeps coming in the room with, like, how far along is this uh, little project of yours? How quickly can we get it rolling? And then you just show up with a fucking bell and you're like, yeah, here we go. No. It's been like one fucking day too. It's been like yeah. one day since, unless they really fudged the timeline here, but I think <laughs> that they've done it pretty linearly from what I can mm-hmm. tell because they've been killing like the soldiers linearly. So it's like, we know that it's been like, 
a certain amount of time since the hospital shut down. It's been like a day since the hospital shut down. The hospital shut down when the like creature had to be moved and there was anthrax everywhere. And then the creature woke up and like killed a bunch of people when it was moved. And so they shut the hospital down. And so we know it's been like a day that this dude walked in hours. and fucking just rang a bell while a bunch of people got murdered. <laughs> I guess that that in and of itself has been like four hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, has he had time to develop the process? No, but it's also the stupidest shit I've ever seen to just <laughs> ring a bell. You have no plan. You have no process. We do not respect you. <laughs> and then the other guy is like, she is a goddess. I will pray unto her. She can have whatever she wants. And it's like, you're not helpful either. You are not <laughs> doing anything for yourself or for the creature or for anybody in this facility by just subduing to her. Like, I don't know, test it out. Go in the room and be, tell her what you think. And see yeah. if she doesn't kill you. My, that would be an interesting <laughs> scientific experiment. What you're doing is nothing. Yeah. You're, you're just asking bad. You're just asking people who didn't get murdered what their response or what their experience was with getting maimed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> tell me everything. Tell me all of your experiences. It's like, it was, you know what? To tell you the truth, sir, pretty fucked up. It was pretty bad. <laughs> If I could say it bluntly, would not do again. And he's like, but what parts did you enjoy? Like, Zero out of five, five stars. <laughs> I w- would not recommend. But if you want to, go down there. I know where she is. I don't know yep. what to tell you. It's bizarre. And I'm glad she got out because, honestly, I like a monster that has some cognitive abilities. So yeah, like, she's got elevator switch. Yeah, she. it took her, again, like four hours to figure out the elevator. <laughs> Not guys, much time. You thought that was a good idea to just have an active elevator with the switch outside the door? Okay, like up to you, I guess. You designed it. <laughs> but then she gets out and like, that's so sick in terms of horror movie stuff. I love it. I'm super excited, but also I'm terrified. And I'm mad that she ran right into the main character. Yeah. <sighs> How's it going to play out? How's it going to play out? So How's thank you all for coming. Um, we're done here. <laughs> we, we kept it tight. We've got to go watch another movie or another episode. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking. So whenever I actually, before we do this. Okay. I have a question for you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's a pretty basic question. I, now I feel like I'm, I've am i led you astray. I was just going to ask you if you wanted to take a quick break. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that, too. Let's take a quick break. It'll be a good separation between the very tense first part and then the less still tense second part. Still, still very tense. <laughs> How's Magic Mind? How's that doing ya? I'm loving it. I So I uh, talked to my mom. I've told everyone that it's like completely up her alley. She's so stoked. She's really, really excited. Oh, nice. About all of the things about it in particular. So uh, I have ADHD diagnosed, but currently untreated. And then my mom has undiagnosed ADHD. 
self-diagnosed maybe i don't know it's just a thing that it's genetic typically or like it's passed on and it's very clear that we both have it and when i told her about how much it was helping me with like focus and feeling better and just generally like i i can tell that i i feel different in very a very good way when i take it she was also very excited because she's in the same boat that I am where anything that can help us improve our focus and make us feel better, more energy, more engagement with the things that we need to do during the day, then, you know, it, it helps us a bunch. And so uh, I was telling her about it. She is really excited to try it out too. And yeah, if anyone who is interested, whether or not you have ADHD, I would definitely recommend it because it has a bunch of benefits between the focus and the vitamins and the energy. And it just feels really good to, I don't know, give your body a bunch of stuff that it needs to to get through the day in an efficient and energetic way. Oh, I'm so glad. I hope that when she gets it, she lets us know if she likes it, if it works for her, like you'll have to keep talking to her about it. Yeah. And then when she gets it. I'll keep you updated. Cause okay. yeah, I, she, she's putting her order in now, now that we have a link. Oh yeah. Magicmind.com slash play on K and using our code play on K. You can check out, get what you need for your body and help our little podcast. Yes. Please check that totally out. My mom will be doing it. So we've got one. <laughs> Come join us. <laughs> she does it, so you guys should probably also do it. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> She's very cool. I want to be more like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get back to our show. Yeah. We have so much to talk about. I do just really quickly want to touch on the children. I just, oh, I struggle with children in horror. It's something you and I play a lot of D&D, a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. And that is always on the X list for our campaigns. It's like, we're just not going to deal with children. Nobody can play as a child. Nobody can even maybe have children. You, We will not interact with children. We will not talk about children at all. They do not exist in D&D. Some say our characters were never children at any <laughs> point in time. Because they would be traumatized to be adventurers now. Like... And we don't want to worry about traumatized children. This show was like, was the youngest we can go? Five? You think we can have a five-year-old on this show? Um, what if you guys didn't? Please don't. Please don't. I'm actually so sad. You've got fetuses in jars, so I guess they went even younger. They went yeah. all the way back. They went all the way back. They went super hard. They did show us children's heads in jars. Also, and had the children be darling and the alive children be darling and heartbreaking and just a touch spooky in the way that children in horror typically are. Because they are broken. It, yeah, it almost makes me mad. I don't like the use of children in horror. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I get it. I'm the same way with uh, also a big no in D&D, especially a dog. But like animal death, but dogs dying kills me. I hate when that's like a trope. I feel lucky. Ginsung Creature has not used that yet. But they did use children, which does feel very bad. It does feel bad. <laughs> Don't like that. I I did really like Jung Tae Sung's reaction to the children. I thought 
that added a lot to his character for him. Like he had this shocked look when these kids started crawling out of the grate. And I thought, it's amazing. We're seeing his humanity. We're seeing how horrified he is that the people crawling out of the spooky, awful dungeon are children. And then he's like, no, I'm horrified that I am now a father. This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's what you're horrified at? He's like, yes, and I'm not going to do it. I will not be a father. These kids are on their own. And it's, it's like you said in the first episode, it's so hard to hate him even in his worst moments. Like that yeah. is a low. That is a new low for his character. And I'm still like, I kind of get it. Yeah. I I wasn't like completely put off by the reaction, even though I was definitely more on Cheok's team about right? the whole situation. I, I was so grateful that she prioritized the kids. I was so stoked that if they were going to have kids in this, that those kids, like getting those kids out were, was going to be a moment of triumph for the show. And that that was very good. That was well handled. Yes. But uh, I, I also, there was a part of me, because there usually is, I'm... <sighs> I'm a coward also, and I'm a very (laughs) frustrating person. And when I go into a situation that is already incredibly stressful, and this is just like me as a viewer typically, but how I imagine I would be under in a stressful situation like that would be like, please don't throw a wrench in the plan. The plan can't, we can't do any wrenches in the plan because it will crumble. It will simply crumble. (laughs) And then we're all dead. Right. And then yeah. nothing happens and nothing is good. I like to think that I'd be more of a Cheok and help people in need no matter the circumstances. I've just never been in a terrible situation personally like that. But when I watch a show and I see the wrench hurtling toward the plan, <laughs> I get so nervous. I'm like, can you all just keep it together? So I get it. I, I was a little bit team like, I get why he feels this way. I get why he doesn't want to be responsible for these children. Especially when it's the fifth wrench of the night. Like yeah. he started the night with the stabbing and then missed Sachimoto and then saw him later, but had to rethink his plan of how to get the three of them. Suddenly there's not just two of them. There's three men going in and it's like, wrench after wrench after wrench and he's like not the children do i can't like I get it. <laughs> you get it but yeah it's i think we talked about this a little bit before the show that it's really nice to have cheok as a balance to all the other characters because she is good but i think that is a privilege that she gets that she gets to be good because of the life she's chosen and that she was not dragged like many of the other characters were into a horrible, horrible situation where there was no other way out than to survive. Yes. And so many of the other characters in this show are like that, where you're like, they should, I should see them as awful people. Like the janitor and the soldier and even the nurse, where you're like, it's great that you're freedom fighters, but also you've been working for the Japanese army for quite a while now. They've been benefiting quite greatly from having you. And it's like, you can't hold that against them because they're just surviving. You can't hold it against them that they weren't the ones 
to go in and smuggle the kids out when I'm sure they would have left too. Right. It's just that they don't have, yeah, the benefit of being on the outside looking in or being on the outside sneaking in as the case may be. Yeah. That soldier, man, I feel like he's the most stark example of like, he clearly wants to do good, but he has no opportunities and almost, well, I guess no hope. He did try and kill himself. He is completely hopeless at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His character makes me so sad. And I am so, <laughs> this feels like a good time to bring up. Um, this was what I was going to say before we did our break. Uh, whenever I watch a horror movie or a horror show like this, and we start getting a cast of characters and we know that they're in a highly lethal situation, my brain immediately starts crunching the numbers, doing the math. Who's making it out of this situation? Who has main character armor, but might not make it to like the last episode of part two, right? But like they will make it to the last episode of part two. There are a couple of people on that list for me. Jun Take, that's Weha Jun's character, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's no way he's making it out of this alive. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he's, I think he's a goner. I think that it is very, very, very likely that the sleuth father, uh, Cheok's father, oh, will God. die. I think that that's the second highest, like, the second most likely person to die is Cheok's dad. And then I think that third most likely is that boy, that uh, the the Korean Japanese soldier. I see that. I think the first two hurt more and the soldier is kind of in the same tier as the nurse and the janitor, where it's yeah. like just pretty likely. I mean, the nurse already got out, so she might survive all this. She might never come back. That'd be great for her. But it seems like anyone who has helped them, but who whose name was only briefly mentioned, you know? Like, I don't know their names. They're probably going to (laughs) die. They just give you just enough to be sad for them. I feel like they'll give us the brother. Like, they'll find and save the brother that the janitor's looking for and kill the janitor. That feels very likely. (laughs) That they'll be able to save him, but not the janitor, who we've built more of an emotional attachment to over time. Feels very likely. Ugh. Which bums me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know how to hurt us. I know yeah. what's going to hurt the most, and I feel like that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm still running. The, I'm like, is there anyone else that we <laughs> haven't mentioned that is definitely not making it out of this place alive? I mean, Cheok and Sung have main character armor. They're going to make it at least until the second to last episode of the second part. Right? Yeah, Unless I they don't do because sometimes Cheok. there's a yeah. Sometimes there's a thing where main characters still die, like at yeah. the end of the first part. Um I think and that's that becomes, how Chaok is. Oh man, that's wild. That's gonna suck because she's awesome. Yeah, she rocks. Oh, but I uh, I feel like Taesung can go on without her, you know. She'll she'll give him strength. Oh, but that sucks because it's that like sucks. Ugh. <laughs> Boo. Boo. We don't like it. <laughs> that better not be what happens. Um, I feel like Sachimoto is unlikable enough that he'll get out. He'll be fine. Yeah. 
It's tough. I actually, I so I do really like Sachimoto's character, even though Same. there were moments of like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, I yeah. was so mad at him multiple times. But also, I like that he decided to do, he's the kind of morally gray that I really appreciate. Like, he decided to do something, even though he's on the quote unquote winning side. Like, he's the side, if he just toes the line, he survives. He gets to leave. But if he doesn't toe the line, his likelihood of being killed goes up significantly, like 99%. <laughs> That's fair. He's been doing a lot. Yeah, but he still, yeah, he decided not to toe the line, even though it was in his best interest to do so. And I do, I, that's the kind of morally great character that I really, really like. It's just tough because there's a lot he knows that he decided to send them off without saying. He yeah. has some like primary source knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish he could have shared a little more of that. But yeah, I love his attitude towards the Japanese soldiers, where I just assumed he was the passive artist that never lifted his head, never spoke a word to anybody. But the few scenes that we got out of him in these two episodes, his attitude was very fuck the police. Like, <laughs> just conversation wise, he was like, why don't you stay out of my business, bitch? <laughs> And it's like, Sachimoto, who is, are you always like this? Because they don't seem surprised. Yeah, They're not they're like, put off by this. They're like, classic Sachimoto, he's always a hassle. <laughs> I'm sorry, that guy that I thought was a lot milder, a lot meeker? Are you sure? Yeah, he's that guy. He's got that energy, I guess, and good for him. But he also sort of helps, but doesn't help all the way, our main characters. So it's like, I don't know where he stands, man, but that makes me think he's going to live. Because, yeah, I think morally gray is the best way to describe him. I can't get a read yeah. on that guy. He's an, an, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. We have to use that <laughs> once per per show. <laughs> we have one <laughs> character each each show. We need one character like that to keep the show going. <laughs> Speaking of characters we carry through shows, uh, I got really excited when the person who... So, as we know, as we've been doing K-dramas for a really long time, every time we start a new K-drama, there's always one actor that comes from the last K-drama to the next one. At least one, but usually it's exactly one person. Oh, no. And the last show we watched was Business Proposal, and the actor who played the like assistant manager of the research team in business proposal is Mr. Wong in this oh yeah the chinese um immigrant who uh they play oh i was i love a heist i love a heist so much <laughs> so good and i love that they played mahjong to mask his payment for providing the distraction like he was just like crushing Taesung at Mahjong and then it's like not necessarily like probably he still could who's to say but that was how he got his payment for the firework distraction so good yeah oh 
you have such a good eye for faces. I was like, I recognize that guy. Would not have ever thought he was in our very last show. Yeah. Right over my head, Mr. Wong. Look at you. Oh, I have so few things in my brain, but for some reason, people's faces are there. <laughs> it's the perfect thing to go there. Like, that's a really nice thing to remember. Perfection. I really liked that character. And the yeah, tailor. The yes. tailor was like, mm, I might be maybe the master of this spy network. I might be a puppeteer of sorts. Like, who's <laughs> to say? Who are you? Have we met? Yeah. A little like surprise. A little surprise resistance manager. <laughs> so good. Oh, everyone popping out of the woodworks for this one. <sighs> what else? Is there something else that we haven't... There, It feels like there's a million things we haven't talked about. Right? But also, this show is just about vibes, and it's really hard to describe that. When I'm like, remember how spooky it was? Remember how tense we all were? That was cool. That was a thing that I thought that I could not get more stressed out after episode three. <laughs> I thought episode <laughs> three was so stressful. Just constantly extremely stressful. I was, my my blood pressure felt like it had gone through the roof of my home around the time that the stupid sword swordsman decided that they wanted to be a problem and it stayed so high. And then I thought, okay, well, we'll get through this episode and then I'll be fine. <laughs> I see that. I see how you thought that. Because a grown man with a fresh stab wound pulling a rickshaw through the oh streets is like, you're asking for trouble. I do have a question. Why couldn't Juntek be the one to pull the rickshaw? I don't know. <laughs> Except that he had access to the hospital. So maybe he was like, the guards could recognize me. I have been there. But I... Yeah. Feels like you gotta fit. Yeah, it but feels then that like kind of. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that just invalidates their whole previous get into the hospital using Jun Take's name and Tae Sung's face. Fair. I was gonna say it feels like at the end of the day, Tae Sung would have had to ask for help, and that's the problem. Is that he was <laughs> like, I can do anything. I am superhuman. With <laughs> Everybody being like, I don't think this is a good idea. You're bleeding out onto the carpet. <laughs> the thing is, is this isn't even about doing what you need to do to protect us. You'd probably compromise the whole mission if you just died. Why won't anybody <laughs> say that to him? I don't get it. <sighs> I get it. Like, I get where he's coming from. He and Miss Nawal had beautiful speeches, beautiful back and forth about what this meant to each of them. But at the end of the day, she was in the right. Like, you're going to die and everybody's going to be like, how do we explain his body? Are we supposed to get it out? Like, Do we just throw it with the other bodies? <laughs> what do we do here? Why did he die? He Okay, he should not have come. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, he's just out here kind of compromising the mission also by, for some reason, going to uh, the... Sh Lady Maeda? 
Maeda, yeah, and just kind of telling her the whole plan in a way. Like, was that I necessary? Don't, I don't say this word lightly. That lady's a bitch. Like, yeah. I I don't I get why her. he went to her at all. Why would he do that? Because that the whole conversation, it all, I think, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was justified as him trying to confirm with her that Myungja is in the hospital because he was like second guessing it after his conversation with what's his face. And maybe that's justifiable, but it just really was not a good idea on any level because you went to the person who purposefully put a pregnant woman in a hospital and is keeping her prisoner there uh, with the aid of the Japanese military and a bunch of doctors who, at this point, he doesn't know they're doing human testing. But also, like, I think all the other stuff is probably enough. <laughs> yeah. And maybe part of his plan, like, this might be giving him too much credit, but maybe part of his plan was for her to come oh. and tell the general, you have to take care of her. You have to make sure she's okay and alive. That would Just be a good Just do that plan. double check, because yesterday she was exposed to anthrax, so maybe it's worth Maeda's while to hop in and be like, hey, just so we're on the same page, I don't want her dead. I really want her alive. Like, again, it didn't seem like that was part of his plan, but it was a consequence of his actions because it was part of the same conversation where she was like, two things. You've got an intruder in your hospital. Here's his name and his description and go look for him right now. <laughs> and two, also take care of Myungja, please. And thank you. So, like, it kind of worked out, but mostly was really bad, and I don't understand. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't know this, no one knows this, no one could have possibly known this, but really, the plan did end up putting her on the same floor that the creature is now loose on, I think, yeah. right? So, yeah. she's actually in a way worse position now. So much worse. <laughs> she was doing way better before. I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah, I also, also, just a million alsos. This is also to the nth degree. Um, I'm still a little confused on why we couldn't just tell the, uh, what's his face? The guy who <laughs> who sucks and has a mistress <laughs> who's been locked into oh. prison. Ishikawa, by his maybe? Ishikawa sounds right. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I just, I feel like... We have enough information at this point to be like, hey, Ishikawa, we found her, and you're the person who can get her out. You're the only person with the power. Right? <laughs> I get being like, I don't want to shirk responsibility and just be like, this is your problem. But also, I thought my job was to find her, not to bring her to you. So I found her. She's Surprise. in your hospital. <laughs> your wife did it, <laughs> just so you know. She knows you're having an affair. She's causing some problems. You should know. <laughs> but that's for you to figure out. I think I've done my part. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, maybe I'm just a coward who's like, I think you should tap out. But it seems like a worthwhile attempt to at least go to Ishikawa 
and say, I've done my part. Yeah. And see what he says, you know? Or if you feel personally responsible for going into the hospital to find her or whatever, ask him for help getting into the hospital. He seems like the guy who can get you in. He seems like the guy who can say, here's a doctor's note. Give this to the doctors. It's for them. Here's a note for the doctors. It says, get Myungja out. Like, that's... (laughs) Because I get that he wanted Cheok out, that Taesong was like, well, now I have a secondary job. But he did get to the hospital and find Cheok and her dad. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, Myungja's definitely here. We know that. I guess we're going to get her out. It's like, no, this is when you back out. This is when you're done. You say goodbye, Jun Take. You've done a bad job. You're on your own. <laughs> We will see you later. And then you get out. Dip. You dip. Dip. Oh, we'll see. I have a question that's irrelevant to this conversation, but it's relevant to the show. I'm just curious. Do you think that the piles of bodies that they would chuck on top of each other were real people? Or did the props department just have zero budget? Where they just like, make as many bodies as you can. I, infinite budget. I can't imagine that being real people. They really just throw indiscriminately dead weight on top of each other. But also, there's no way they made that many bodies out of dummies. Yeah, what my mind goes to. <laughs> I've developed a stutter. Uh, my <laughs> mind goes to that stunt people will do some wild things, right? Like. <laughs> They'll do some wild things. So if they got a bunch of stunt people, or maybe like maybe layer like one and two are bodies, maybe not even that. And they throw the dead weight weight bodies of real humans on top of the dummy bodies, maybe. Or vice versa. They throw dummy bodies on top of layers of real people. That seems more cost effective to be like, all right. <laughs> Layer people throw one or two dummies on top of people. That's fair. I see that. That's a good way to do it. I just, I couldn't math it out either way. Like, you couldn't (laughs) pay me enough to just throw a person on top of me. But also, it's got to be expensive to make a rubber body. Yeah, that's got to take some really intensive materials. Maybe CGI? Is there anything there? Oh, probably. (laughs) They made a whole creature. They can make piles of bodies. At least, like, (laughs) you could do one real pile, and then as they kind of do the pan shot, where it shows that it's multiple piles going all the way down the hallway, those are all fake. Yeah, it's it's all fake piles when it's a wide shot, wide angle shot. We've really solved the riddle on this one. Back the case. <laughs> Thank you. Because I I couldn't do it by myself. I was like, how do they have that many people? How do they have that many bodies? And they're just <laughs> throwing, throwing them. them. It would be very painful to both be thrown on top of other bodies and also get the full weight of a per- human person thrown dead weight onto you. Yes! Especially if you were a couple layers down. I think I saw one body like face up 
and another body thrown on top of them and it landed mostly or at least like a portion of their body landed on the other person's nose and oh. I was like see as a stunt person you walk away with a broken nose and you're like that wasn't worth it that that was poorly Pay me planned more. yeah pay my hospital bill <laughs> But I can see if, like you said, it was a mix of fake and real bodies. And they're like, we just threw a foam body on top of you. You're fine. Or if that guy who got his nose broken was a dummy body. That's fine, too. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't math it out. It's like, that's too many dummy bodies. <laughs> too expensive. It's too expensive. Roll the budget back. What is it? Infinity? No. Come on. Props team, get it together. <laughs> you are doing great, honestly, but get it together. There's too many bodies in this drama. Yeah. There are so many bodies in this drama. There's so many freaking bodies. Oh, well, let's go see if there's one more at the very top of episode <laughs> five, baby. Let's <gasps> go watch. What? I'm so excited. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just remembered that I laughed out loud. When the creature brought the body around the corner <laughs> at the end of episode four. It's just it was one of those like such a shock to my system that my body didn't know how to react to like this dummy man swinging around the corner. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't even think so. I think they got me in the way they probably intended where when I first saw the d the dummy moving the dummy body, mm -hmm. but you can't quite tell what's going on. They got me in the way they I assume intended where I was like, it's one of the guards, he's gonna be like, Bleh, and then like, maybe get stabbed. And then uh huh. And then what's his face, uh, whose name I've said a million times, <laughs> Taesung, will uh, will be like, oh, gotta go before whatever just did that rounds the corner and not come face to face with the creature. Like, I thought that it, I thought it was a soon to be dead yep. Japanese soldier. I did not think, yeah, it was like a fun little rubber doll that the, <laughs> that the creature was playing with. That is horrifying. Yeah, they did good. That was good horror. A sound yeah. escaped me that should not have. <laughs> <laughs> laughter, but also horror. Both. Horror laughter. <laughs> what okay, the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see what happened to everyone. Uh, you can email us always at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we also have our website, playonk.com, where you can find our episodes, sign up for newsletters, find links to our affiliates. I think maybe find links to Magic Mind as well, but definitely those are in the show description. Yes, they are. That's the best place to find them. Yeah, our new sponsor, Magic Mind, is the best way to support our podcast. But first, Patreon is our favorite way for you to support our podcast. Don't tell Magic Mind we said that. But we... <laughs> love patreon it's a great way to interact with our listeners like more directly than any other space we're at patreon.com slash play on k yeah the freest way to help the podcast is to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us it helps other k drama podcast listeners find us yeah again check the show notes or go to magicmind.com slash play on k and use our code play on k at checkout to learn more about the stuff that's keeping us going right now and we will see you next week 
for two more episodes of Gyeongsang Creature. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.